Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Under Review with Eric Grossman here on the Sports Fluent Network. Again, I just uh, want to thank everybody for, uh, you know, tuning in again. Um, hopefully you do. Hopefully, you know, you can find that time. Um, again, it's uh, I always appreciate it, as I've, I've as I said before. And um, yeah, this is um, so this episode is going to be, you know, uh, it's a bit of a serious one. Um, you know, this isn't going to always be about bat flips. <laughs> And things of that nature. There's uh, in the world of sports. Um, you know, the world of sports isn't really much different than any industry out there. There's shit happens. Shit, shit goes on. And and you know, um, I, I you know, I me personally, I like to sift through it and and you know talk about it because I mean, this is what this you know, this is what I wanted this show to be. I wanted to talk about you know topics. You know they could be serious of nature, you know, of nature and, and it's not always going to be, you know, uh, fun and games, but like, you know, these are the, these are the issues that I want to put under review because, um, they're, they're, uh, they're serious ones. And, um, I just, I'm kind of tired. I'm sure a lot of people are tired that history just keeps repeating itself. You know, I'm, I'm referring to the Mickey Calloway situation. Um, Mickey Calloway, the, uh, you know, who's currently the pitching coach of the, uh, Los Angeles angels and baseball, uh, who was recently outed uh, last week by um, two amazing reporters uh, from The Athletic, Brittany Garoli and uh, Katie Strang. Um, I'll get to that later. Uh, you know, as usual, I like to kind of kick off the episode with, you know, something, you know, just quick hitters, uh, other things I've noticed throughout the week before I get into the serious shit. Um, but, you know, leading off with some other kind of news, which was a, a really sad, you know, sad week and, you know, for the sports world. Uh, you know, my want to pay my respects to Walter Gretzky and uh, Chris Schultz. Like, you know, it, it's with sports. You know, you grow if you know if you grow up watching sports or whatever, listening to sports. Sometimes you you watch and you feel like you know them somehow. It's weird, um, but I mean, I think probably many people feel the same way. You know, you watch. Um, you know, your hero. You know, your sports heroes, whatever you want to call them, or you know, whatever, and you just feel like there's like a connection. Uh, so Walter Gretzky and, and Chris Schultz definitely uh, fit that bill. Uh, Walter Gretzky goes without saying. I mean, uh, and, and Chris, Chris Schultz, who, you know, I listened to when I was a kid, like, you know, he was on sports radio and, you know, he was a former NFL player and he was a big CFL advocate. Um, I, I was never, a, you know, a CFL guy, but I not like I didn't see him and didn't, you know, he wasn't like he wasn't on my TV or anything. Like I, you know, I watched him. I, he was amazing. And, um, you know, he, you know, he passed away this week with, uh, due to a heart attack. So it's, you know, I feel for, for the families and, you know, it's, it sucks, you know, but, um, yeah. So I just wanted to, to, you know, kind of uh, shout that out. Um, and, and, you know, getting on to maybe more lesser, um, things. I, I, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. Like, you know, I didn't want this podcast to be about who were the you know, who are the best players or, you know, the worst players or this, that, you know, who should make an all-star team or who doesn't or best quarterbacks. I don't, you know, it doesn't really, uh, that doesn't interest me per se, um, you know, but to, to each their own, but I just would, you know, promise myself I wouldn't do it, do it. But however, I got to stand up for DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, you got to, you know, um, look, I don't like all-star, I'm not a big fan of all-star games. I don't even, they didn't even need to do this one, but I mean, they did financially, the NBA, they, they you know, this is why they're, in a pandemic, they're putting on an all-star game, you know, it's that mixed messaging thing again. It's like, well, you know, how's, how's, you know, how do you, you know, um, measure player safety if you're adding more games and adding more, you know, 
another event in another in a city like Atlanta, which has been a hotbed for for COVID as well, you know. But here we are, you know, you're having an all-star game. You're going to do it. I know you have to, you know, appease the, the TV networks because that's where the, you know, the wheel just keeps on moving, right? Money, money talks and, you know, everything else is second. But that's another, that's for another podcast, maybe. Um, but DeMar DeRozan, I mean, what did this guy ever do to anybody, really? I mean, as far as like, you know, these uh, NBA uh, experts, you know, on ESPN or wherever, like, you know, it just shows you that, you know, people who are, who are in charge and, and who get paid probably pretty good money to be an expert at something you know how wrong they tend to be and that's the you know maybe that's that's bad but that's us that might be the beauty of about sports too it's like no one really knows shit until it actually happens right i mean you think you know i mean there's yeah you know, a lot of times there's solid evidence to say that you know this is going to work this way or it's going to work that way but it doesn't always right i remember at the beginning of the year DeMar DeRozan, I think ESPN came out with uh you know their their top 100 or something and they put him at 82 and I remember I read that, and I actually read it again. I, I wanted to make sure they said 82. It wasn't 28. They just mixed up the two numbers or something. Um, but, like, you got to give me a break. So I guess uh, someone dropped out of the uh, All-Star game, and um, uh, Chris Conley, the, the, or I don't even know his name, Conley from the from the uh, Utah Jazz, the point guard, you know, he ended up getting it on. He's a good player, too. It's not that. It's just, I mean... What more does DeMar, what more does he have to do, really? I mean, DeMar DeRozan's leading, he's carrying that that Spurs team. And I, th- I think they're like, you know, I guess I should have checked this, but I think they're like maybe fourth or fifth in the, in the Western Conference. I mean, that's that's absurd. I mean, that's because of him. I mean, he's he's a stud. And I remember how far, like, how far he has come uh, from, from when he started with the Raptors, you know, and, and how he got better and better each year. He just kept getting better and better and better. And, you know, I, I, I'll say it, like, I'll raise my hand. I'll admit, I didn't ever thought he would be this good, um, to be honest with you. Uh, but then again, that just shows you what hard work does. I mean, I don't know if you need to, if you need any more uh, examples. Um, you keep wondering, like, oh, how does this happen? How does this happen? Well, hard work, and, that, and that's it. Hard work, dedication, nose to the grindstone, Work on your game. Work on this. Every year he added something different, and he is a, he's amazing. He's a stud. And look, my opinion. This is just my opinion. This is why you know. <laughs> I guess if you have your if you have a podcast, you have an opinion. Um, you know, if he didn't get that good with Toronto, I mean, it's obvious you don't get Kawhi Leonard, right? So I feel Demar has as big an impact. His impact was really felt when the when the Raptors uh, won the championship. I mean, he I, he was as big as part as any. I think. Yeah, I know he wasn't on the team. Yeah, he didn't play any games. Yeah, um, he was a sacrificial lamb. I mean, he had to get good enough to get a player of Kawhi Leonard's caliber. And Kawhi Leonard's top three in the league. That's how good Demar got. If Demar doesn't get that good, you don't get Kawhi Leonard. And guess what, guys, boys and girls, you don't get an cha- NBA championship. So. Um, you know, we'll leave it at that, but I just want to say, I, I don't know what the disrespect for DeMar DeRozan's all about. I mean, A-plus player, A-plus um, person, uh, which is always nice to see. You always want to see the, the, the really good players be really good people as well. And so hopefully that changes at some point or not. I mean, you know, who knows who knows how that goes, but um, I wish him all the best. And I hope, um, you know, he, he gets what he deserves later on as far as all the success. Um, I'm a big fan, huge fan, if you haven't noticed. The last thing I want to do, uh, I just want to touch on this uh, this Clubhouse thing, this Clubhouse app. I mean, I don't know if you if you are all the same, but sometimes with me, I, it takes me a little longer to get into something. So like, I'll hear about it, 
And then I'll, and then I'll be like, well, what, what's this about? And then I never really paid much attention and I kind of just let it go. But then you keep hearing about it and you hear about it and you hear about it. I'm like, all right, fine. You kind of like just, you submit to it and you're like, okay, fine. What is this? I remember it was the clubhouse thing had already probably been out there for maybe, I don't know, you know, two to four weeks already before I got in, you know, knew what it was all about. And the, the night I finally just succumbed to it, I've been like, okay, well, what is this thing? And I remember reading about it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I get it. Uh, it's weird. Um, but nothing surprises me really anymore with what they're coming out with these days. I can't wait for the next one, uh, whatever that is. Um, so the night I read about Clubhouse and what it was and what it does and signed up, I got an, I had an invite. Right, at, like it was so weird. I, I got an invite for Clubhouse right after I that night when I after I read it, it was um, from someone I know, just a, you know, you know, um, someone I met through through work. And he invited me to, to uh, I guess, go on his conversation. Um, and I was thinking at first, I'm like, I could just kind of go on and listen. I don't need, I don't need to talk or be involved. If I, I thought maybe he'd be talking about a topic that I was interested in. Maybe that's why he invited me. I didn't know. Um, so then I, I, that night, I, I just went on the conversation. And <laughs> as soon as I got on there, they're like, hey, Eric, how's it going? I'm like, eh, good. Anyone talk about hearing? Hey, how's it going? You know, it just didn't feel like it was at the end of the day and whatever. But um, so then I did. And it, it didn't take very long. And I kind of got into, like, you know, not I want to try to be nice. You know, like they invited me. I feel like, you know, someone invites you to a party. What are you going to do? Just go there and, and, <laughs> and put, keep have your hands in your pocket and not talk to anybody. I mean, I guess essentially that's what it is, right? Um, it's just a weird, it's awkward. Like the Clubhouse is, is strange. Like I get it. It's good. Um, but, you know, I'm me personally... I'm not joining. I'm not joining a conversation um, if if there's not more than twenty people on it. Because if I if I go and 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 I'm, I'm into everything, like I'm into all these different topics, right? So if there's like a group of like two or three people and they're talking about whatever it is, something I'm interested in, and I and I hop on there, I don't need them to say, "Hey, Eric, uh, welcome, welcome in." I'm like, I'd be like, uh, "Yeah," and then click, I'm out. Right. Then I'd have to unfollow them and then I can never see them and then I can never talk to them again on there. And then and then it's it's going to become annoying. Right. I'm just going to embarrass myself. I remember that first night when I when I uh, and by the way, I don't like how easily I'm following everybody. I don't I don't even know if it's a glitch. I don't think it's a glitch. I just don't know. Maybe I don't understand it. It's just I'm following people but I don't even remember following them. I don't know if maybe if. If anyone's listening to this and, and they can answer that question, why I'm following people that I don't actually know I'm following, that would be great. Maybe hit me up. Um, again, anyone can hit me up. I'm, comments, please. Hit me up anywhere. Um, but anyway, you know, if I, it, it, I remember that first night I, I, I was on Clubhouse after I talked to my, a couple of my friends on there, uh, work friends. Um, I, Bill Gates was doing uh, this, I don't even know what you call it. Is it a lecture? Is it a seminar? Is it a talk? Is it, I don't know, whatever it is. And there was like, you know, over a hundred tons of people on there. And it was interesting. Like, I, I liked it. And then I'm like, well, what, else? you know, so I, I listened to it and I'm like, what else is out here? So I'm scrolling. Remember, it's my first time. It's like a kid in a candy store. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. And I'm like, oh, there's, <laughs> I don't know why. It was the first one I saw. It was 21 Savage, uh, rapper, um, who I actually like. Uh, so 21 Savage was doing, he was hosting this, this, um, con- you know, conversation with a bunch of people. So I'm like, I hopped on and I couldn't enjoy it because it was, it was just too awkward. Like I'm listening to this guy's, I'm listening to his conversation. It's like listening to him on the phone, um, talk to all his friends. And he was doing some like 
fantasy draft, but it wasn't a sports fantasy draft. And again, I couldn't get into it because I was uncomfortable like listening. Um, uncomfortable only because if he had called, I don't, I don't know what the process is. Maybe people do call you out when you enter because you can see them enter the conversation. I didn't, I didn't need him. To, if he had said something like, hey, Eric, thanks or whatever, I, I would have, like, I don't know, I would have froze. Um, and then it would have just been just a nightmare. Um, so again, I, I kind of like it, but I, I don't because it's, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about this, this clubhouse thing. Again, I'm not joining a group that doesn't have 20 people unless, unless I know the people I'm joining. That's different. I, I'll be more comfortable like that, but I'd rather just be a fly in the wall, to be honest with you. That's, that's, that's my, that's my take on this anyway. All right. You know, let's, uh, let's get into the shit because, you know, we got this big, you know, this this big story out here with, um, you know, Mickey Callaway, the the pitching coach who's currently with the Angels, but, um, you know, he's uh, he's been accused of doing, you know, awful things, and you know these these awful things, um, it's not unknown to um, every industry. I mean, we've seen it, like with the you know the Me Too movement out when that all started. I mean. These movements start when um, when people come out, when people come forward, right? I mean, that's the only. I, unfortunately, they're these women. They're put in that situation where nothing's going to change unless they do it. It's the most unfair thing in the world. Um, they have to police. They have to police themselves. I mean, there's no police for them out there. So, unfortunately, they have to do it. And and again, it's. I always say it's the same thing. It's everyone's problem. It's my problem. It's your problem. It's her problem. It's their problem. It's everyone's problem. It's not one. It's not one racist problem. It's not one sex problem. It's not one. You know. So this Mickey Calloway, he really, um, you know, abu- he's he's abusing the system. You know, of uh, harassing women, um, whether they're reporters, whether they're staff members, whether just um, fans of you know people you meet on the road or or whatever it is. Um, it's a, a a total abuse of power, um, and that's a strong word when you when you abuse of power. Because look, I know, like I I've I was in the game, I was in the baseball game for fifteen years with the Blue Jays, right? And you know, it's a system for me personally. It's a system that's set up to fail, and it's a failed system, and it's been that way forever. Um, there's no police, there's no nothing. Um, these people, look. If Mickey Calloway's a construction worker, if Mickey Calloway's a dentist, if Mickey Calloway's a teacher, there I don't know about jail. I don't know about jail. Maybe that's that's too much. But maybe you're definitely charged with harassment. You're definitely charged with harassment. You can't go around and send pictures of yourself and harass um, women and and do this and 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 think you can get away with it. But guess what? problem is and this is the this is kind of the deal they get away with it and they always and everybody in every industry everyone gets away with it um because you have that that your that prestige callaway mickey callaway the new york mets pitching coach or sorry cleveland indians pitching coach new york mets manager uh you're you're protected you're not a dentist you're not a teacher you're not a a city worker you're 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 protected and and what i mean by protected is there's all these different systems in place and all these you know you have security you have a pr team you have um you have people up you know in in there that can make problems disappear and um it's something that they know and it's it's an abuse of power uh 
this has happened in every industry. Just we're talking about it now because it's happening. You know, it's already been happening. It's just it's come out to the limelight in our industry now, which is why I'm talking about it, which is why we're following it. Um, I'm just talking about by we, I mean the sports industry. Um, so I, I always hear this and, and this gets me every time. I mean, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but someone people will say, well, why don't they just come out? Like, why don't these, why don't these women just come out and, and come forward with it? And I always say, well, who said they didn't? Like, who said they didn't come out and, and say something? Well, just because you didn't hear it doesn't mean they didn't do it. Um, cause again, we don't know and you don't know. And, and I hope, and I pray that anyone who says that obviously doesn't know what it's like. And I would pray that you never would find out what it's like. You don't want to know what that's like. You don't want to, you know, I would say, go prove yourself right, you know, prove yourself wrong, but you know, I don't want you to prove yourself wrong. Cause that means it happened to you. So don't, don't, you don't need to say that. That's not, that's not what this is. We don't know that they didn't come out. So like, look, I, I'm sure I can only tell you from what I know, from what I've experienced, right? Working in, in the in Major League Baseball for 15 years with the Jays. Like, look, I'm sure there's great there's great uh, HR people out there. I know there has to be. You know, people do their job and, and the, a lot of people do it really well. But I think the HR uh, situation, um, from, what, from just my experience, it's not the best because uh, y- you can only really trust yourself. Um, they, I found that the HR people don't, just from when I worked with the Jays, they don't, they don't always have your, your best interest in mind because they're getting paid by the team. And if you're getting paid, if your paychecks come from the team, you're protecting the team, right? Um, I guess when you think of it like that, it kind of makes a bit more common sense. If I was paying the HR person personally, that's a different story. They they'll tend to your, you know, to your needs and your things. Now, HR people can still be really good. I mean, they, there's a lot of other things they have to they do than just like deal with your problems all, all day, right? And I, 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 everyone's always always says like, you know, if something serious happens, you go talk, talk to HR, talk to HR. Well, you know, the the more serious things like this, this is as serious as it gets. And HR people, they there's only so much they can do. I mean, they're they're it's kind of on their hands. They, they, they'll go and take it to the upper management and then it's up to upper management to decide how they're going to handle it. Right. And as we've know now, and as we've seen before, upper management always want these things to go away. They just want them to go away. Um, we, you know, protect, protect the brand, protect this, protect self-interest, 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 right? The, the, the people who get hurt, the, the, you know, that, that's, that's secondary, right? Let's just make it go away. Um, and the more you do that, you make it less um, enticing for someone to go and, and go to an HR and go to these hotlines. Because a lot of times, guess what? I don't know if it's incompetence. It could be incompetence or it could be nothing happens when you go to these hotlines. So, like, I'm not buying this. Well, you know, um, we're going to add some hotlines now. I mean, it's got to be more than hotlines. Uh, we got to figure out. We all got to figure out something here. Uh, I'm just talking about sports now. This is every industry, but we're just focusing on the sports industry for now. You've got to put some systems in place where there's no, there's no um, strike two. You know, okay, I'll, yeah, using a baseball analogy here. There's no strike two. You hear strike one, somebody's got to be like, that's it, you're out. Look, look, there, you know, if there's proof, if you definitely have proof, you've got, to do, you've got to do something about it. And this is why we're in this situation today. Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians didn't do anything about it. I don't want to single them out. Every, every team in every sport has faced this at one point or another. It's just, it's the way the system is. It's the way, it's the way it is. It's, it's, 
it's unfortunate and it's so wrong. And this is why you don't see, you know, you're seeing maybe more women now, but you, this is why you didn't see it before because it's a system that's going to mess them up right from the start. Look, I, 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 I do not want to um, make light. I'm not making light. Of this. this is why I'm talking about it. It's not easy to talk about because it's so serious, but you know, Anchorman, like that movie Anchorman, uh, you know, Will Ferrell and Christina Applegate, like, Look, it's a Hollywood movie. It's a comedy. So this is not a comedy. So this is why it's the major difference. Um, but like it's when I, I I didn't think about it then. Right. But like I think about it now. And if anyone who's seen Anchorman, um, when Christina Applegate start at the uh, when she starts and all the, the like the weatherman, <laughs> Steve Carell is like, you know, they, they're all lining up to date her. Right. They're all lining up to, to date her and they make her feel uncomfortable. I mean, I know they're, they're doing extra because it's supposed to be, it's a comedy. I, we all get that. And this isn't, so it's probably a stupid analogy, but, but the point I'm making though, I made it, I said it for a reason. Cause that, those scenes you see at the beginning when she first starts there, it's fucking close. It, it's, it's closer than that. Now that I think about it, if I ever, if I watch that now, I'll be like, well, that's kind of how it is. That, that is what you're getting into if you're a female reporter. That that is that could be. It's too. It's actually too close for for my liking, right? How how uh, you know similar that is. I mean, I know later on it it it's a comedy. I get it, but that that if anyone has seen it, and you know you know what I'm talking about. It's it is close um, when when you drop a, a female into uh, into a male dominant uh, sporting industry. I mean. It's a recipe for disaster and there's no excuses. Like, look, these, these guys, you, you know, players, coaches, managers, exe- uh, front office staff, they're on the, it's 162 game season. I'm just talking about baseball now because this is what, this is where it is. Um, it's 162 games season, a hundred, spanning over 190 days, including spring training. You're on the road, you're away from your family, you're traveling from one city to the next, you're, you're doing this, you have all the, you're around guys all day um it's it's just it's and then and then if you throw some bad apples into that mix and there are a lot of bad apples there's also a lot of great apples but there's a lot of bad apples and if you throw those bad apples into that mix it is you someone better handle like somebody better get in charge and and figure out a figure out a way to protect to protect them because to protect the the women who are in the game because it's only like I said. It's only going to come down to them. They're they're going to have to. They're protecting themselves. So when when Brittany um, Garoli and and I hope I'm saying her name right. I apologize if I'm not. And Katie Strang when they came out in the Athletic to call them out. This is how you. This is what you got to do. And look, back when I get back to the Cleveland thing. So when when this happened in Cleveland and, and they knew about it, they uh, didn't. They did. They just didn't make it worth their time to fix it. It just to them on their level of things they need to fix. Maybe that that this didn't rank. It didn't rank. Uh, that's this is my opinion. I don't know. Like I'm just. This is just what. This is my guess. I should say that. I'm sorry. This is my my opinion and this is my thought process on it. I don't know if it's true, but I'm my guess is that when these thing when this happened in Cleveland, everyone said, "Well, it's not that big. You know, it's it's not. Did he get charged? With it? No. Did he? He didn't get charged with it. He he didn't like physically hurt anybody, right? Like no, not that we know of. Um. Okay. Well. Um, all right, well, let's kind of like just kind of play it by ear and, and, and like, let's kind of move on here because we've got some other things we got to do here, right? Like, let, let's go. Boom, done. End of, end of thing. He can continue to cause his damage and, and, and be a complete asshole, right? Boom. He's now given permission basically without, without them saying you, you're, you're allowed. They've, they're not doing anything to stop it. So why would he? I mean, 
what you all of a sudden he's going to become a person and just be like hey you know maybe this is her this is wrong harassing people all, women all day you know maybe maybe this is wrong i mean uh so you know back then it wasn't important to cleveland but today it is today it's important like you know because they didn't think 10 years ago they didn't think well you know who knew that you know, maybe maybe in ten years from now, you know, these things are going to come to the limelight, and we're really going to have to uh, protect ourselves here. So, again, uh, it's a system that I, I don't want to single out Cleveland, I don't want to single out Toronto, I don't want to single out anyone because everyone's gonna, everyone has dealt with this in, in one way or another. The good organizations, you know, you can talk about culture to your blue in your face. Okay, culture, culture this, culture that. It, culture to me doesn't mean putting on a, a your team's logo shirt. You know, your your uh, golf shirt or your or you know and wear your team logo all day and 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 think that that's culture or if you say it a hundred times like that culture doesn't mean anything you know what culture means look again i'm probably preaching to the choir here but you know what culture means to me doing some shit doing some actual serious work and making a difference and making a change and when someone comes to you and says that there's a problem that you actually fucking fix it you know like that that that's to me, that's culture. And then when you see that happen, everyone feels better. Just if you ever want to know what culture is like for a, in a sports organization, just ask your employees. Ask them all, not just the white guys. A- ask everyone what the culture is like. And if they come away with it, if they say, oh, it's a great place to work. It's a great place to work. It's a great place to work. That's your fucking culture. That's it. Um, you know, no job is perfect. You know, I, I didn't like my job for the last five or six years. And I was working in the Blue Jays media department. I mean, give me a break. You know how many people would kill for that job, right? Um, but I didn't, I didn't like it, but that, that's, but you know, like it, nothing's perfect. However, I wasn't stalked and abused and having people harass me and send me dick pics all day either, right? So, you know, it, it's just, it, it needs, to, it, if this is what it's going to take for, for, report, for female reporters to come out and, and, uh, and out these people, if that's what it has to take, unfortunately, they got to do that and, and which they shouldn't have to, but they are. This is the only way that you're going to change is when you push it, when you, when you force them. It's, you're forcing their hand. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it'll go away. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It'll go away. No, no big deal. Um, so, look, here, here's my thought process on, on – like, so he does – so Mickey Calloway does his damage in Cleveland, right? So it's, it, I, I read every article. It was the worst-kept secret in baseball, they kept saying. Like everyone that was um, interviewed for that article in The Athletic – saying it was the worst kept secret, the worst kept secret, worst kept. even the PR staff on Cleveland, even the PR staff um, knew about it because they were getting uh, emails and, and correspondence from, from the, there was a husband uh, who Mickey Calloway was having, you know, having an affair with his, with his wife. And he was sent, you know, he kept telling them, look, you got a problem here. Like, you got to fix this. Like this guy's, you know, he's, you know, he, it's just he's sending my wife pictures and this that. I mean, it's it's a it's crazy. So if the PR staff knows about it, believe me, everybody knows about it. Okay, so what I mean by everybody, I mean the, the up you know executive top level staff. You know your president, your your president, your GM, and all the base. They know. Trust me. I'm, there's 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 no way about it. Look, I'm I, I don't want to. I'm not. This isn't. I'm not doing this to call anyone a liar. Okay, because I I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like call somebody a liar, but. I also don't think I'm stu- that stupid either to think that you don't know. If it's the worst kept secret, you don't know. So the hiring process, and if you're the you know New York Mets, right? And, and there's a hiring process for you know to have a, a new to get a new manager. Look, again, I'm gonna keep saying I've been around. You know, I had the 15 years. I know the difference. I know what it's like, 
or I don't know personally firsthand, but I, I, I've heard and, I, and I, I understand when you hire a manager, it's very different than trading for a player or signing a player. Um, some of the practices are the same. You, you, know, you do your research and all that stuff. But when you're hiring a manager, there's only 25 of them. Uh, sorry, there's only 30 of them in the whole world. Okay? You only have 30 baseball managers in the entire world. So these jobs are extremely hard to get. And if you get one of them, you're extremely fortunate. Like, you, it, there's, a luck, there's some luck involved. Timing has to be right. But, I mean, you, you've, you think you should have really earned it at that point if you're one of the 30 in the world that gets to have one of those jobs. It's a privilege, okay? It is not a right. And when you're doing – so when the Mets are doing their – when they're doing their search and they have all these really good candidates, right, that can be their, their manager um, – I know how long that process is to, to hire a manager. It could, t- it, it could take months. Like, I mean months, months. Like, I mean, you know, four or five solid months of doing research. And I don't, I don't know about background checks per se, but you got to know. Like, you, you know, you got to know everything if you're going to hire a manager. Because managers, it's just not about X's and O's. And it's not just about which pitchers to take out when and, and, and how to make a, a, a starting lineup. I mean, that's, that's nothing. Anyone could do that, right? Um, well, not anyone, but... Um, that's not really what it is. That that's the leader of your organization, in a sense. Um, not just your players. It's it's your representative. Um, so you want to make sure that that person is like as good as they can be. I mean, you're, you're not you're not going to know everything. You know, if the if if the manager did something when they were 14 years old or 15, I mean, it could come out these days with social media. I mean, shit comes out, and then you got to figure it out. But um, if if you did all the research that you can possibly do, and you're happy with the research that you got, and you took all that work to find out, and then there's no way you didn't know. There's no way you didn't know about all that stuff. So you know what? Pass. Just pass. Because trust me, he's a first, he was a first-year manager. So it's not like, again, that doesn't make it right if he had 20 years of manager experience with three World Series. It makes no fucking difference. But, you know, the guy's, a, he has never been a manager before. I am sure. I, this I know. Okay, I'm not, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I'm not sure about everything. But here's what I do know. There were other people they could have hired. That, that I am 100% sure of. And I can guarantee you, of the other people that they didn't hire for the job who was in the running, let's say, I don't even know who they were, but whoever was in the running probably didn't have that checkered pass and have that horrible fucking dent by their name, right? So shame on them. Shame on them. I'll get to that, I'll get to that later. But, um, and shame on everybody. It, it, it isn't just Mickey Calloway's fault. Like, it, sure, he's the predator, um, but everyone who knew, everyone who knew is responsible. And um, a lot of people knew that, that goes without saying. So look, I give, um, I, I'll give, I'll give uh, Ross Atkins and, and Mark Shapiro, uh, I'll give them credit for, for um, doing the press conference, you know, doing that press conference with the media in Toronto. Like I'll, I'll give them credit. Like they could have easily, trust me, I've been in PR for, for a while now. The easiest thing in the world would have been to just say, sorry, we can't talk about it. It's not our team. It's not our situation. It's not our manager or pitching coach. It's not this. It's not that. It's under an MLB investigation. Um, because he's saying he didn't do anything wrong, um, and you know Ross Ross Atkins answered every question that was asked of him from the Toronto media. And I got to tell you, the like, side note here: uh, Ross has got from the from the beginning, from when he started. I, I was there for the his first two years, so sixteen and seventeen, and he was terrible talking to the media. He was it was brutal. He was really bad, like really bad to the point where the media was actually trying to take it easy on him because they felt bad for him, and. What were you? But then, what did you? What did you expect? If anyone thinks that it's easy talking to the media, especially 
on subjects like this. It is not. Trust me. It is hard. He had never done it before. That's why he wasn't so good at it at the beginning. He was terrible. But he had never done it before. He had no experience doing these interviews because no one's interviewing the player development guy. You know, that's what he was in Cleveland. He was a player development guy. He was in the, you know, minor league, um, overseas the minor league, which is a big job, by the way, but it's, it's not the same as when you're in the front office for a major league baseball. It's just not the same. He, hasn't, he didn't have any experience. Like, at least when Alex took over for J.P. Ricciardi, he'd been the um, assistant GM forever, and he had been doing interviews, and he had seen what interviews looked like when J.P. did them. So, like, he knew, so he knew enough. Like, he had been around enough. So, you know, Ross did the, Ross did the best he could with it, I thought. Um, however, me personally, okay, and, and full disclosure here, full disclosure, I should say this, uh, th- I was one of the like 40 people that got let go when they did the restructuring and, and Mark and Ross were you know the ones behind it. And restructuring happens as we see. Restructuring happens. Uh, it happened at Rogers, um, happened with Bell most recently, as everybody knows. And it does, we're not protected from that either. So you know, I was one of the 40 people let go. They let me go. Um, so full disclosure, if anyone thinks that this is sour grapes, believe me, trust me, I wish I was talking about something else other than that. Like, I don't want to come down. You know, I'm going to come down on them for it. But I don't want to come down on them for something like this. And I'm not, ma- I'm not mad at them at all for letting me go. Like, I, not at all. It's their team. It's restructuring. It happens. In fact, I was fine with it. Um, that's, not the, that's not the issue. And they were nice to me, too, uh, when I was there. They were nice to me. Um, probably a little too nice now that I think about it. But, um, you know, that, that is not the issue at all. I just don't like the cut of their jib. I, I, don't, I don't like the cut of their jib. And, and I'm, I'm okay to say it. I'm fine. I, I didn't like them. I didn't, I didn't like them. I didn't get a good feeling with them. Um, I wasn't comfortable around them. You know, maybe if I was there longer, could I have maybe? Sure, possibly. Um, but I just didn't like the cut of the jib. And I have my own reasons for that. I'm not going to say it on here. Um, people who know me, like they know what my, you know, why I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but again, not my, not their problem. It's their team. They can do whatever the hell they want with it. Um, it's not, not for me to say, but I don't believe them. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't believe them. I appreciate them talking to the media about it and taking the time and, and doing all that. Um, it's the minimum. It's the well, minimum is nothing. Minimum it would have been saying that it's an MLB investigation. Sorry, we can't say anything. So it's not the minimum. It's more than the minimum. So, so he took the time. He did it. But I, I don't believe him. Uh, I don't know how you can believe them. Um, if you work, he kept saying, I work closely with, uh, I'm talking about Ross here. I work closely with Mickey Calloway. I work really close with him. He was like my best friend, blah, blah, blah. There's no way in the world you don't know that. And is, is Ross, okay, so we need a superhero, okay? When, so when Ross knows and this guy knows and Mark knows and Mark's the president of the, team, of, of the Cleveland Indians at the time, uh, he knows and everybody knows. They're saying they didn't. Um, you know, of course, they, me personally, I think they would have to know. So everyone's looking for a superhero to stand up and take action and do something. So are you telling me that Ross Atkins, who was the player development guy who's the head of player development or maybe just getting to the front office he's gonna he's gonna go oh yes mickey this is this is terrible i'm gonna take this right up to the top and i'm gonna do something and i'm gonna give up my job i'm gonna i'm gonna leave uh, if this doesn't change i wish that would happen really do okay we need a superhero someone some superheroes got to stand up well the superheroes are the reporters who 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 added these guys those are the superheroes in this story okay so it goes back to um Brittany girl uh Garoli and Katie Strang. They're the heroes in this story because they did what other, one, other people should have done beforehand. So here's what you do, okay? I know it's not easy. This is not easy. No one said this was easy. And this is what you do. When you hear something like that, and this has become 
an ongoing situation where he's continually harassing people and it's got to the point you only need one you just got to do it once if i hear it once you fire him you fire him and then yes it's going to be a big story you're firing you're firing a, a pitching coach let's just call him a pitching coach of cleveland and let's say clevelandians are in first place and they have the best pitching staff in the league and you fire your pitching coach. What? Why would you fire your pitching coach? They're the best team in the league. They have the best pitching staff in the league. Blah, 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 blah. Because it's conduct detrimental to the fucking team. And it goes against everything we stand for. And what we stand for is having a very inclusive place, right? Where people can come to work and not have dick pics sent to them on their phone 25 times a day. That's it. I don't really care how good your pitching staff is, to be honest with you. If I'm going to have to deal with this shit every day, then... I don't care what your ERA is. It makes no fucking difference to me. So fire him. And then you set a precedent. And then everyone will take suit. And they'd be like, oh, so we're not allowed to do that then. Oh, I thought it was okay as long as we had the best fucking pitching staff in the league. I'm sorry. I missed that memo, right? So, uh, yeah, you can tell I'm a little upset because it's just, it repeats itself over and over and over again. And we end up in the same place. So, look. I saw this, this article. Um, it was the best one I've seen. It was the best one I saw. Uh, it was called um, The Blue Jays Need to Answer More for Callaway uh, by Ruth Kapolis. Uh, I hope I'm saying her last name right. Ruth Kapolis uh, from Offside Daily Hive, which I love. The Offside, anyone out there who wants to get some good content, go to uh, read Daily Hive, um, Offside. They're great. She had the best one. She did the best one. And I'm going to actually put the link in the... Um, uh, in my, my podcast uh, description uh, when I send it out because I think everyone should read it. It was the best one I saw. Uh, so let's see here. Some of our questions. Um, okay, so I'm going to just read this real quick. So this week, Shapiro and Atkins met with the media and both insisted they didn't know what Callaway was doing during the tenure with Cleveland but admitted general, general failures while vowing to do better. Well, what do you apologize? What did you fail at then? If you didn't know, if you didn't know, you, just, you're fail- you failed because you didn't know? Um, no, but you, you knew. So nice try on the on the failing part. Well, what'd you fail at? Like, you, you, no, I know what you failed. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm. This is my take. This is my opinion. I don't know. You failed at doing something when you heard about it. That's all. And you moved on and you continued doing on. You moved on with your day. That, that, you just never thought it was a problem, right? Well, guess what? Who would have thought, Ross, who would have thought that two or three years later, you're going to be the general manager of another baseball team. And then one day this was going to pop up and then you're going to have to deal with it. But you don't think that you don't think like that at the time, because at the time, everyone lives in the time that they live in. Now you don't think like, you don't think years ahead. Well, how this is going to come back to haunt me. If you just, you know, what would look really good if you dealt with it at the time. But again, not single out Cleveland. They're just, this is just the one that happened to be, this could be for any team. Um, so I don't mean to throw the Cleveland under, but I don't want to throw the Jays under, but I'm just saying it just, this happened this one, but this could, this has easily happened. I, I remember there was a story about the Dallas uh, Mavericks, you know, um, Mark Cuban's team, goody, goody tissues, Mark, Mark Cuban, all of a sudden, I mean, he could be a good guy. He could be a really good guy. I don't know, but those things happened under his watch and he knew about it. And I remember there was a story uh, with the Washington Redskins. Like it happens, it happens everywhere. Okay. Um, so here's what Ruth Kaplis said. She said, these are the questions I would have asked Shapiro and Atkins had I been given the chance. And guess what? She probably wasn't given the chance for many different reasons. One, because everything's on Zoom now because the media is no longer to be able to step foot near any of the, you know, they're in a different country. So, you know, it's not the same. It would, maybe it would have been, the, maybe it would have been a bit different if, 
things were normal and you can do a normal press conference or a normal news news availability or whatever but it's not normal at all anymore so maybe that's why but she would never been able to ask ask these questions anyway because she they would have been protected you know the, the pr and i would have been trust me like if you know i know how pr works you're looking out for your best interest and that's your job you're paid to do that so she wouldn't be able to answer to ask all these questions but here's how here's some of her questions how did you not know what was happening under your nose question is this the if this was the worst kept secret in baseball, how was it somehow kept from the both of you and for years? How did you not know? Yeah, so how does the president of the Cleveland Indians and a, a very high up executive staff member who praises Mickey Callaway not know about it? Hmm, I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, again, I don't know the truth. I'm just saying I can't be that stupid to think that you didn't know. But be that as it may. And if you truly didn't know, isn't it that isn't that an object failure of leadership? And so, how can we now be expected to trust your judgment when it comes to the character of your hires? How can you be entrusted with the responsibility of creating a safe work environment? What concrete plans do you have in place that can be followed up in a year to determine if there's been genuine progress? Instead, this is her talking, so this is, gonna, this is from her article. Instead, we get to listen to their statements, undoubtedly worked on by the PR people, where apologies are made, but nobody, be, nobody, because remember, they somehow didn't know that Callaway was doing and claims about doing better, knowing how unlikely it is that there will ever be any real follow-up on how they've made things better. And by next week, it'll already be forgotten as people turn their attention back to spring training and wondering who will make the big league roster at the end of the month. And we won't talk about it again until the next creep gets revealed and women again have to reveal their pain to try and make systematic and institutional change to MLB that never seems to come. Beautiful. Okay? That's exactly it. So, again, Ruth Kapolis offside. The Blue Jays need to answer more to, for Callaway. That's the one. That's the one to me. That's it. Those are the questions. I mean, the, some of the, the Jays media did a good, jo- you know, really good job of asking the questions. I, I, I appreciate that. And, 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 I, and, I, and it was good to have that press conference, but I mean... Ross can only, he can only say and do so much, unfortunately. Um, so the Indians uh, issued a, a statement, right? So this is the PR statement. This is something I would have had to have, re- not me personally, but like if I was the Indians head PR guy, I would have to come up with a statement that reads like this. And this is what, this is what the in- Indians uh, issued. <clears throat> Cleveland issued a statement which read in part, our organization continues to actively cooperate with MLB on their investigation <clears throat> to Mickey Calloway. True. It is important we honor the confidentiality and integrity of that investigation. While we don't believe the reporting to date reflects who we are as an organization, we will not comment further on the specifics of this matter. Okay. So while we don't believe the reporting to date reflects who we are as an organization, that's the one. They have to write something. They got to do something. Okay. They didn't say no comment, which you never do. So that's good. They wrote something. They have to. But I'm going to read it one more time. While we don't believe, we don't believe as if it's debatable. The reporting to date reflects who we are as an organization. I'm sorry, you can throw your culture shit out the window. That's exactly who you are as an organization. Because if it wasn't, if it wasn't, <laughs> if this is if you, if this was, wasn't what you were like as an organization, then you would be what you what you tell everybody that you are. Okay, so next time, a uh, God forbid, hope there isn't. But next time, why don't you just handle it? Just handle it. You say you're the your culture thing you, that. Man, that C word is fucking. I hate it. I, I mean, sorry. I I know I'm I'm livid. I, I just that that culture thing to me means nothing. If if this is what happens in your organization, okay. I, I <clears throat> I've mentioned it before in a podcast. The best culture, the best teams with the best culture are the ones that don't say it themselves. It's somebody else says it. So if somebody says the Yankees, oh, 
rich history and calls it. Yeah, they, they have the, the New York Yankees and the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, they don't come without their problems too, okay? They, no one comes without, without their problem. No one's perfect. No, there's nothing perfect out there, okay? But there's a standard when you're, when you're the New York Yankees or your Toronto Maple Leafs or, or whatever. There's a standard that they have. They do have some kind of culture set in place, but they don't talk about it. It's just kind of there. It's just what you expect, right? That's your culture, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, close this thing off. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to do like a mock conversation um, with, the, with the Mets, Sandy Alderson. So, so Sandy Alderson, um, he was the one, so he's the Mets GM, and he would be responsible for hiring uh, a Mickey Calloway. And oh, I haven't forgotten about Jared Porter too, by the way. That's, <clears throat> it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. He just totally abused his power. He was the GM uh, who got hired by the Mets, who did all that uh, same, same stuff, harassing uh, female reporters, sending them 50 to 60 uh, text messages, dick pics, plenty, um, you know, completely just making a worse nightmare for a human, for another human being. So he got what he deserved. He got fired. But again, he was put up into, he was raised and, and promoted and high-fived and, and, and congratulated all the way to the top. But, you know, <clears throat> again, someone outed him, uh, someone in the, in the media outed him. And that's, that seems to be the, the recipe. Um, so if no one does that, I guess it's open season, right? So anyway, so Sandy Alderson, who's, who, who's the, the GM of the Mets at the time. Now, Sandy Alderson, for any, you know, if there's you know, baseball fans out there, whatever, they know, they know the name. Like he's, he's been in the game. He's been a, you know, a GM um, for, God, probably 50, 60, you know, forever. Let's just, let's just okay, let's call it like that. A successful one, too, on the field. A successful one, right? On the field. Like, puts great teams together. He's a great eye for talent. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously, obviously, that goes out the window, doesn't it? Like, he's a very respected guy in the, in the baseball circles because of his, his success of talent, you know, finding talent and blah, blah, blah. But really, does it really matter now? Like, that, that's, it, it's different now. Like, it, everything changes now. Like, who cares? Who cares? It means nothing. If, you're gonna, if you knew full well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do a quick little mock... Um, a mock, inter- you know, mock conversation with when, while they're trying to figure out who they're going to hire as their next manager. Hmm. Okay. So I'm Sandy Allison and I'm talking to his baseball people or president or whoever it is. Right. Okay. So we're, uh, we're down to our, you know, last five guys here. Uh, we got, uh, Mick Calloway. Uh, we got a, this other guy, we got this other guy and we got this other guy. Okay. So I really, I'm thinking Calloway's our guy here. And then someone says, Okay, well, well, you know, what is it about him? Well, he's got a really good eye for pitching. Pitching is always very important. Uh, you always need good pitching. Uh, he knows really how to handle pitching staff. Everything comes down to pitching, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we do have to kind of take into, into effect one thing here. Um, there's been a lot of uh, reports and a lot of history and a lot of people coming for, you know, forward, you know, saying about he's kind of like, he, he does, he harasses, you know, harasses women and he's, he, he, you know, we've heard some things. We've heard some things. He's never been charged. He's never been arrested. He's never done this. He's never done that. It's not really out in the, it, it's in inner circles. It's not that big a deal, right? It's just not that big a deal. Um, you know, this is the thing. I don't know. I don't think they say it like that, but they're, you know, he'd be like, well, okay, well, what about the other four guys? Okay. This, that, the other. Okay. okay. So what is it about Mickey Calloway that, 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 um, that you really like, well, again, I got to tell you, it comes down to the fact that he knows how to run it. You know, he knows how to do a pitch, you know, runs a pitching staff. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, those other things, uh, again, I don't know. Um, that, you know, you think it really makes a difference? I mean, nothing's ever really happened. No one's ever really come out with it and I'm sure he'll stop. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go with Mickey, right? Definitely not the other four guys who have no checkered past. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go with Mickey. Um, the other, the other shit, uh, you know, that's in the past anyway, you know, and, you know, he told me, you know, I, I brought it up to Mickey actually. And, um, he told me that, um, nothing ever, it was always consensual and, and he's, you know, good Samaritan and, and he would never do anything wrong. And yeah, he's made some mistakes and, you know, but who hasn't, right? You know, who hasn't made mistakes? Never, we all have made mistakes, right? You've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. This guy's made mistakes. The fucking fly in the wall over there has made mistakes. Everyone's made mistakes. So, you know, it's not a big, de- it's not a big deal. I mean, he told me he won't do it and everything's, everything's gonna be fine. We got to hire Mickey Calloway for some f- weird reason. We got to hire this guy. <laughs> now I'm being sarcastic, as you can tell. And that's kind of how, and that's kind of how it doesn't go. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go like that. But in my head, that's what happens in my head of how that conversation goes. Of course, it's not how it sounds. But in my head, that's just what, that, what, that's what goes on. That's how stupid the whole thing is in my mind. And, you know, what goes around comes around. Um, sometimes, not always, but what goes around comes around. Um, at the time it happened, you know, Cleveland, they blew it off. And then this other team blew it off. And then this other team blew it off. And these other guys blew it off. And everybody blew it off. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, Someone bought, drops the bomb and boom, now you got to handle it and everyone's scrambling and everyone's right about everything and everyone's going to do better next time and everyone's great and we're, spring training starts soon and then everyone's going to forget about it until we get the next one and then we're going to compete the process all over again. But I really hope, I really hope we don't because uh, we're, uh, we've all got to you know, look out for each other here because um, you wouldn't want to ha- this to happen to your daughter. You wouldn't want to have this to your sister. You wouldn't want to happen to anybody. I don't care doesn't always have to be um a female too can happen either way things shit happens all the time it's the organizations that deal with it the best that have the best c word culture c-u-l-t-u-r-e got it all right everybody thanks again for listening maybe we can talk about some better thing uh, not better but you know maybe more uplifting things next time or not because not this is not what um under review is all about again eric grossman under review sport fluent network thanks so much for listening talk to you next time Thank <laughs> you.